views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub from Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host, Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman Schaub, and I have today um, a show for you that I know many of you have been waiting for, but because it is something that I also feel very dear to my heart, I want to explain to you for a moment why I came up with the theme of this show. Now, imagine for a moment you are having an organic vegetable garden, and you have these amazing juicy beans ready and you serve them to your family and one of your family members spouts out and says why don't we have canned beans canned beans are so much better and they're also so much healthier or let's say you would be someone who has been maybe traveling out of space or have seen some really nice footage of the globe we all have blue and beautiful from there and then some friend tries to convince you that this is all bs and the truth is the earth is flat and comes up with all these amazing stories on why this footage out of space is just fake and not real or imagine that you had a near-death experience and you were floating out of your body to this beautiful round the light and uh, just had this amazing amazing time and then someone still tells you i believe after death there is nothing poof black nothing's gonna happen how would you feel well probably a little bit frustrated or maybe you would feel like yeah i want to convince these people i want to tell them the truth and what's really important and this is how i felt when i read an article an article which was something titled like the the bravest girls are the ones with anxiety. Now, I admit that anxiety and dealing with anxiety is something that takes a lot of courage. And the gist of the article was that there are so many young women that have anxiety, insecurity, that don't want to leave the house, that don't want to become social and uh, would prefer to lock themselves in But no, they take on the world. They are putting on the mascara. They are leaving the house. They are facing the anxiety. And they are simply every day battling with their emotions without really any break. Now, as I said, I understand that this is how many, many people are living. And I understand that this is the only choice that they feel they are having. But it's not 
the only choice that really is out there. And it is not the truth about our emotions that all we can do is to fight them and to battle them, to push them down, to ignore them, or to see them as the invisible enemy inside of us. There is something that I'm really passionate about, helping people to understand which is the truth about fear and anxiety and why fear and anxiety is not something we have to be afraid of and why it's not something we have to face and stare down, but we have to understand and fathom and, and respond to it. So today, I'm here to answer your questions. The questions that you may have about fear and anxiety, the problems that you may have been with uh, dealing with it, that you have been maybe also just on a daily basis, you know, felt overwhelmed, powerless, and wondering why, why do I have anxiety? Is anxiety something that I can really heal? Is anxiety something that is a disorder, a flaw, or against me, or any of those things? Now, I put out the word on social media and newsletters, so I have received quite a few questions already. But, of course, if you have any questions as listeners right now, please call in. The phone number is 888-418-6890. Again, 888-418-6890. You can also use the Instant Messenger on the Transformation Talk Radio uh, listen live website, or you can email it info at the fear and anxiety solution.com. Something else I want to mention quickly because I always forget if you want to not only hear but see a replay and you want to get some little cool features on empowerment radio, which I cannot do just on the airwaves, go to my YouTube channel, Dr. Friedman Schaub, and you simply find now, more than 130 videos that are about the radio show, that are guided meditations, that are webinars. There's a lot of information out there. I don't know exactly how many hours, but plenty to watch. And you can just uh, join the many people that have signed up for Dr. Friedman Shop at YouTube and listen to all of this again and also gain more information, not only on fear and anxiety, but also other topics like intimacy, uh, OCD, or how to maybe sleep better. So before we start with your questions, I want to just set the tone on how I perceive fear and anxiety and how I have learned to understand and embrace fear and anxiety. And I have been an anxiety sufferer for a long time, I think, you know, if you have been a listener to the show, you know that from my earliest childhood, I was dealing with anxiety. I was feeling the anxiety of my parents. I was feeling stressed by the demands of the world around me. I was feeling not smart enough, not good enough. I was believing that there is a, a wrathful God that's going to punish me or test me at some point. All of those things made the world not really appear very safe. And so I was certainly having my fair share of fear and anxiety. And it took me a long time to not just like most of us do, either ignore it or treat it with medication or treat it with pure staying busy and not paying attention to it, but really to understand more what anxiety 
actually is about and what it is trying to tell us. So many people say, is anxiety a disorder? Is anxiety something that is maybe a biochemical problem in my brain or that famous alarm switch, the amygdala? Is that something in the brain that has been just turned on and I cannot turn off? Now, all of those things may be true. They are a part of anxiety, but are they really what causes the anxiety? Or are they simply also products, byproducts of the anxiety? You know, the famous chicken and the egg question comes up. The best analogy I find is the pain analogy. So if you think about pain, let's say you have chronic pain and as you're having pain, of course, your nervous system responds and of course, your brain chemistry is changing. And if we only would focus on that, we would say, yes, the pain comes from the brain or the pain comes from those chemicals. But of course, we know that is not really what causes the pain. The pain comes from usually an injury an inflammation or some kind of an imbalance inside of our body. And so that is then what causes the pain to ultimately alert us that something is not right, something we have to pay attention to. Now, that is also true with fear and anxiety. Fear and anxiety are emotions that, of course, as they are ongoing and as they are uh, transferred into the physical body, make also changes there. Yes, they do change the brain chemistry. And yes, they are in the nervous system changes happening on all different levels. But isn't fear and anxiety also coming from a wound, often an emotional wound, a wound of the past, something that may also just be out of balance. And that is where approaching fear and anxiety more as a symptom and not as the problem, is so much more empowering. When you think about fear and anxiety as something that's just the messenger, okay, I'm dealing with fear and anxiety right now, so what potentially is causing it inside of me? Then you are looking for something deeper. Then you're looking not just for the ominous question on, oh, wow, what could this be that is attacking me out of the blue, but you're wondering, oh, why am I in pain? Why do I not feel safe? Why is it that for some reason I'm still looking at the world through the eyes maybe of uh, a small child? Is there something that needs to be addressed? Now for me, with my fear and anxiety was certainly the pain of not feeling good enough and always having that feeling of I need to prove myself to get love and acceptance. I need to work harder. I need to accomplish more. And of course, every time when you do that, you feel for a moment better. But then the race starts again because that wound, that belief of not feeling good enough, this idea that is haunting you is still there and it doesn't go away. And this is what people that I work with over and over tell me about anti-anxiety medication. Anti-anxiety medication works. It works really well on the level of numbing you out. You don't feel anxiety. You feel calmer. You can things more straight. All of those things are true, but it doesn't change and heal the wounds that caused the pain in the first place. We will talk more about this 
and why we need to address those wounds and all your questions after the break. So stay tuned and if you're ready, call in the number 888-418-6890. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more. Known for his keen sense of humor, contagious smile, and extensive esoteric wisdom, EJ translates deep spiritual wisdom into practical advice to empower you to live your happiest, most fulfilled experience. Mystic Living Radio, deep spiritual wisdom, practical advice with EJ, Eliyahu Jihan. This hit show delivers profound experiences for all who want to live life to their deepest desires. Tune in monthly for Mystic Living Radio. Learn more by visiting vitaltransformation.org. Are you struggling in a relationship and deeply craving some tools and support to get things back on track? Do you crave having a loving, compassionate relationship with Mr. Right, but always seem to pick Mr. Wrong? Well, Sarah Luce can help. She's created a four-week online course starting September 28th that will teach you how to shift your energy and behavior to have new transformative outcomes. And you're going to get a personal one-on-one session with Sarah to ensure you get powerful, personal results. Sign up today at sarahluce.com. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit GlennaRice.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Tune in to the Psychic Professors Show, The Voices of Spirit Radio, with international medium and spirit artist Dr. Susan Barnes on Transformation Talk Radio. Featuring a variety of spiritual topics such as psychic art, spiritualism, EVP, psychic development, and mediumship. This hit call-in show provides listeners with breakthrough wisdom to enliven and enlighten their lives. Visit spiritartgallery.net. Tune in each Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. We are talking about fear and anxiety, and uh, I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have about this so important topic because so many people are struggling with it. I mean, 
This is just something that I feel we overlook often the epidemic of fear and anxiety and what it really causes us to do. So many people are just feeling that they have to cope with it. 70% of doctor visits are apparently because of fear and anxiety related issues. And I believe the number of people struggling with it is higher than the people that or the number of people that get diagnosed because so many people just don't want to go to the doctor. They are feeling ashamed. They're feeling weak. They are feeling they can cope maybe with a little bit more alcohol, maybe with something like an over-the-counter drug. But at the end, as I said before, it doesn't resolve the issue. A client of mine told me that uh, he was taking anti-anxiety medication for five years and it certainly helped him to overcome not only the daily battle that he described but also his suicidal thoughts because he felt so desperate so everything was more calm but he also felt checked out he had two beautiful kids and a wife and lived actually in a quite uh, amazing place and he just couldn't really relate to any of it so not living with fear and anxiety, but not living with happiness or not living with a sense of connection wasn't really an option. It wasn't a good trade for him. So he looked for something else. He looked for something he can actually do proactively to heal fear and anxiety. And this is how we started working together. Now, he was someone who could have absolutely asked the same question as Beth was writing, and she was saying, my life is probably the most common stable it has ever been, so why do I have now more anxiety than before? And that's exactly what I think a lot of people are feeling. The anxiety is so irrational. Why do I have anxiety in the first place? Everything is fine. The kids are okay. Maybe they are already starting to get out of the house. The marriage is fine. The job is stable health is there and the sky is falling every day at least it feels like it so what is that now there are two things that i find that are a pattern in this and one of them is that the irrationality of course is coming from the irrational part of our mind and i often talk about that part of our mind the subconscious mind that just many ways doesn't care about logic or any kind of rational uh, aspects in our life. All it cares about is more the feelings and the memories, the beliefs, the values, everything that's a little bit more deep than the one and one is two equation. So that deeper part of the mind has two main intentions for us because it works for us. One is to keep us safe and the other one is to make us happy. Now, when we are dealing with anxiety, obviously, it's not about making us happy through anxiety, but it's about keeping us safe. So this subconscious says, okay, Beth, right now, we have to make sure that you're safe because everything is so great. And the better it is, the more you have to lose. The higher you get, the deeper you can fall. And since there is a maybe underlying belief of the shoe going to drop, you may subconsciously just brace yourself for whatever could happen, whatever could go wrong, because it never has been a long stretch of things going well. 
So this could be one thing that you just feel more and more on the edge because you're waiting for the drama, the catastrophes to occur. Now, the other thing that the subconscious does uh, is also that it somehow waits for us to address the issues we haven't really dealt with when we have the space and the time to do so. Now, that sounds maybe funny, but I have seen it many times, just like in your case, Beth, that you... Uh, you know, you are in a in a cruising mode in life. Anxiety all of a sudden kicks in and it forces you to look backwards and it forces you to address things that maybe you were too busy to address or maybe you were, you know, just not able to really reflect on yourself because the outer circumstances were too much occupying you, or maybe there was just in general an instability in your life. So your subconscious says, no, this is not the right time to address it. But then once you have space, your subconscious says, okay, now here is the little dash warning light. It's similar to people that are really just putting their nose to the grindstone. They are working really hard for weeks and months. You know, let's say you're you're working on a promotion or you are trying to get through your exams and afterwards you crash. Afterwards you get sick, you get the flu or shingles and that's the body saying, okay, now it's time to recuperate. Now it's time to restore the batteries. And the subconscious with anxiety says, well, now it's time to look and see what you haven't addressed, what you have been maybe struggling with, but you haven't really dealt with. Now, what could those things be? Now, those things are the three root causes of fear and anxiety, those deeper wounds I have uh, mentioned before. And these are the emotional baggage we are schlepping around for years and years and years, not being able to really release or resolve or work through. It can be the inner self-sabotaging conflicts where we just feel like fragmented, just not really whole, not clear. A part of us wants to conquer the world. Another part of us wants to hide out under the blanket. A part of us feels like, well, I'm ready for love. A part of us feels, oh, I'm not good enough. I better don't even try. This is kind of an inner tug of war that so many people feel, this fragmentation that causes a lot of anxiety and stress. And then the third root cause are those core limiting beliefs, like I mentioned in my case, the, the belief of not being smart enough, the belief of not being good enough. And, and so those things can just be the wounds that are creating on and on these anxiety patterns. Now, Phyllis asked, is anxiety a genetic issue? I believe everyone in my family, well, Phyllis in my family too, has been anxious. And I have been anxious all my life. Now, that's a really interesting question. And um, I was a, or I am a molecular biologist, but I'm not working in molecular biology anymore. So genetics is something that always has fascinated me. And it was certainly something that I also really was interested in finding out more. How are our emotions maybe passed down or our predispositions passed down from, uh, from generation to generation. Now, there have been studies that were looking into twins, 
you know, and just figuring out. So you have the identical coding. So shouldn't you have the identical emotional makeup? And the truth is, no, only about 30%. And that's a very generous estimation of our anxiety may be able to be explained through genetics. Now, what's more likely is the so-called epigenetics. And epigenetics means that our genes and the way they are working, you know, you have to imagine a gene is like a cookbook. And only if you open the page and you actually start cooking, it actually makes sense or it has any kind of value. So many, many genes, most of them are doing nothing. And only some are creating something. And whether they are turned on or turned off depends on a lot of our environmental factors. And so what they found, researchers, is that babies in the womb that have been dealing with um, circumstances or the mother has been dealing with circumstances that were stressful or the mother was chronically anxious, that kind of anxiety has been triggering the genetic coding in babies after their birth and very early on to already be predisposed to react to the environment with fear and anxiety. In other words, even in the womb, these babies were feeling that there is something unsettling, there is something to be nervous about, and ultimately there is something to brace yourself off once you're out of the womb. And so the nervous system was more ready for that as a baby, certainly more the the flight and freeze response. So there are certainly factors that play a role. Now, in my family, I believe it was just that we were passing on those beliefs of the world not being safe or the conditional acceptance or things like that, that then just in general brought us more and more into that sense of feeling stressed into the sense of uh, having to achieve or having to walk in eggshells. And and that is, I think, uh, a very common reason why anxiety seems to be more common in certain families, simply because we are creating anxiety-triggering atmospheres. Now, another study showed even that we can smell anxiety. So it's not only that we are taking on the cues. You know, you see an anxious mom as a child, then you wonder, oh, wow. So if she's anxious, that means there must be something wrong. And then you're looking for reasons what could be wrong. And maybe your mom just uh, has an opinion about something that could be wrong. And then you take on that belief, well, this is something to fear. So that would be a direct cue, but then there may be also indirect cues, like you can actually smell anxiety. You take on the anxiety from others through how they are uh, expressing a certain odor when they are stressed and your nervous system, your subconscious mind identifies this as a warning signal. It's, you know, very instinctual. It's very deep. So someone in the family is afraid so you better also be afraid. And that's how the subconscious can learn these anxiety patterns. When we come back, we will talk more of those and uh, answer more of your questions and also what can we do to overcome fear and anxiety. So stay tuned.
powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin, walking the path of freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit thelightedones.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am so thrilled that we've created this venue for all of you out there. Dr. Pat Basile will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. What we have heard is that you want to ensure for us that we keep positive, holistic, uplifting, transformative talk radio on the air. We're excited to bring you the contemporary conversations about Lyme disease. We promise not to let the light fade on Lyme. So fasten your seat belts. We've got lots more to share with you in the weeks to come. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio with Dr. Pat and help keep our mission strong on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Oh, it is all about your questions, your questions and fear and anxiety, questions that you may have never dared to ask anyone. So again, if you want to speak live, and I know when you have been anxious, it's probably already a little scary to call in, but we don't bite. I'm sure Justin doesn't. I don't. So call in. 888-418-6890 or use the instant messenger. Uh, Tony says, that's a really good one. How does a person deal with something that happened in the past? And I have fear, anxiety of being in a relationship and having friends due to past events. And 
events of trust. So I assume that the trust was broken or I assume that there was some kind of a betrayal or disappointment. Well, now in order to be able to overcome that, we have to understand why the subconscious holds on to this in the first place. Now, when you think about last time you had a glass of water, a glass of milk, maybe it will be hard for you to remember or what you had last week for lunch, probably also not something that's in the forefront of your mind. Why? Because it's a non-issue. Something that is not really remarkable, it was maybe enjoyable, but it's not something that's everlasting in your memory box. Your subconscious sees this more as a neutral event. Now, something which is, again, triggering this, this sense of I need to protect you is, of course, betrayal, disappointment, someone letting you down, someone stabbing you in the back. And so those events the subconscious holds on to for two reasons. One is as a reference point. Well, it didn't really feel good. I know that you were in pain at that time. I know it hurt you. So we're just going to put a little anxiety flag into this memory so that you're always going to remember it. And if something similar should happen again, or if you can smell already people as not being trustworthy, run or attack them or just, you know, don't interact with them. So that's one reason. It's just a simple learning to be safe, better safe than sorry. But a deeper reason, and I think a more important and maybe also more empowering perspective is that the subconscious doesn't like to have unanswered questions or unresolved confusion in the past. And what I mean with that is that those events that have been triggering us in the past usually are bringing up some kind of question mark. Why? Why did these people do this? Did I do something wrong? Was it something that I said or was it something that I am that makes them treat me like this? Or why did I pick these people in the first place? And is there a God? Who knows? There may be a lot of questions that you may have been asking yourself at that time and never really found any answers for. So when you see this more as, oh, this is not really cleaned up because my subconscious still pulls me back. My subconscious still repeats the same pattern of maybe keeping myself closed down or avoiding any, uh, you know, maybe deeper connections with others because I don't really trust them. And, you know, it's time for you to go back. And it's time for you to go back, not just intellectually and maybe think about it and then tell yourself, oh, it's not a big deal or anything like that. It's time to go back with your subconscious mind. And this is where the pattern resolution process or timeline therapy are so incredibly powerful and effective because they can really help you to resolve not only the one event that you may be thinking of, but all the other events that may fall into the same theme, into the same pattern that may have caused you anguish so many times. When you use this technique, which is literally helping you to connect with your subconscious mind while you are awake, you're not asleep, you're not zonked out. When you go there and go back into this memory and you're able to see everything from a much more, let's say, higher and more learning-oriented perspective, 
You can literally see more clearly what happened. What are the open questions? What do I need to learn from this? What do I need to tell that younger self in these events? What can I now do to forgive and release those people in the events? There is a whole series of steps you can go through. And you can then teach your subconscious mind that it's resolved. You got it. You picked up the learnings. The flag of anxiety can be removed. The ripple effect can go through your whole memory until now. And you feel relieved. And that is the the fascinating part of working with the subconscious mind, that you do actually have the power to change your past. The past is absolutely flexible. It has nothing to do with being written in stone, which we know is true because when you're speaking to your sibling and you're having some kind of a memory and you're saying, hey, do you remember when we were by the lake and uh, that bear came out of the bushes and your brother says, no, it wasn't a bear, it was a big dog. And, you know, you go arguing back and forth and then, you know, at some point you just agree to disagree that you have a different past. And that's exactly how we can change the past, by simply looking at it differently, looking at it from a place of greater compassion or even greater empowerment. I can tell you a lot of people that have been feeling small, abused, insecure, not good enough because they have been mistreated. They have been maybe also made feel wronged or they may have been pushed aside or bullied they realize later on that they are actually the courageous ones. They're the ones that didn't become bullies or negative or bitter or weren't just trying to now take power from others because they felt so powerless. They stayed vulnerable and they didn't give up on believing in goodness and believing to treat people with kindness or believing in love. And that ability to keep the heart open, That ability to just allow yourself to not venture off into the negativity that you were actually victimized by, but much more going forward and saying, no, I know how much it hurts and I don't want to inflict that pain on someone else. That takes courage. That takes strength. And that is formidable because it really shows that your goodness, who you really are, has prevailed. And so many people have just a whole new perspective on their childhood and how they were going through the childhood and how brave they actually were and how they were in so many ways outgrowing the people around them because they were more able to stick with what they knew is good and not forget about that. So maybe this helps you too. Uh, Tony, to think about the past in different terms, not yourself as a victim, but more seeing yourself as someone who has prevailed. And now with when you go, for example, through the pattern resolution process, you may be able to have more also compassion for those that hurt you. Now, how do you get to the pattern resolution process? Well, of course, it's something I do uh, in individual sessions all the time with clients. You can also read the instructions to it in the book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, and you can download a free version. It's an abbreviated version on the website, thefearandanxietysolution.com, under Empowerment Tools, and there's like guided meditations or guided practices, 
There is a CD set for purchase. It's a four set, uh, CD set where all the practices of the fear and anxiety solution are uh, contained in it, and you will be led through it. I'll lead you through it. Now, the nice thing about a CD set and having the full version is that you don't have to read the book. You can actually just go through it and you don't have to memorize the steps. You can just delve right into it. So that's something also I highly recommend. You can get all of this at um, thefearandanxietysolution.com or Amazon or any major outlets. Now, after this plugin, another question. And that question is, let me get to it. That was, ah, good one. Lisa, how do I address my fear of global warming and Donald Trump? How do I counterbalance negative thoughts concerning something that I believe to be true rather than an irrational fear? You know, in, in the fear and anxiety solution I talk about, the, the counterbalancing and the importance of counterbalancing. Now, counterbalancing is when you have a negative thought, you ask yourself the question, is that really true? Does that thought serve me? Does it help me to reach my goals? And then you're going to come up with at least three positive counterbalancing thoughts about that subject. Now, counterbalancing is not a a battle with yourself. It's not an inner debating club. Counterbalancing is really more a, a guidance of the mind. You're taking the role of the mentor. You're taking charge of where your mind is going and you gently shift it into a more empowering, positive perspective. Now, of course, it's a fair question. The question is, if you believe that global warming is a real issue or if you believe that Donald Trump is a real issue that scares you, then the question is, is that true? It would be yes. And that's perfectly fine. It may be true, but it doesn't serve you to hold on to the negative thought that disempowers you. It doesn't serve you to look at it from a place of, oh my God, there's nothing I can do. So when you counterbalance Keep in mind that the source of anxiety, especially that powerless feeling, can be the equivalent of a child inside of you, can be equivalent of a, a mind inside of you that just stares at the problems and feels frozen by just their sheer size and doesn't really have any idea of what to do with it because it's totally overwhelmed with emotions. Now, if you imagine the anxiety is such an aspect of you and you imagine these thoughts come from such an aspect of you, well, of course, you want to then not only say smart arguments, but you wanna also convey compassion, kindness and support. You want to really talk to that part of you from your heart. And that is where counterbalancing reaches your subconscious because you put energy into it, you put emotions into it, and not just thoughts that sound good but don't feel anything. So when you counterbalance now about global warming or Donald Trump, try to come up with thoughts that are actually looking forward, that you know are empowering in regards to saying, well, I will do my part to be an agent of change. I will do my part to 
make sure that you know my life is more sustainable that my uh, co2 footprint is smaller that i will also be you know aware of some issues that i care about and will write to my congressperson or will go in the street or write a letter to the president or whatever to make sure that those issues are not uh, ignored or simply pushed aside or overrun i mean we can be agents of change and we do i believe deal with a lot of really serious problems at this time in our lives this is not just like oh everything is fine all we can think about is you know already the next uh, christmas uh, around the corner no we have to face the fact that yes we need millions of agents of change to make positive shifts happen on a global level and so if we are letting our anxiety thoughts stop us we are not really doing our part and that is the message that you want to give your subconscious mind that you alone may not be able the one that can do everything but you and millions of others together there is always the power to create positive shift there is always the power to bring people together for a good cause and you will be one of them i hope that helps now juan says i've been dealing with burnout and exhaustion to the extent that i passed out now i'm struggling constantly with anxiety and mind racing what can i do now that's a really interesting question because you know burnout you could argue is it not a form of physical stress you know something that you may have felt for a long time i'm stressed but i'm pushing myself i'm drinking coffee and red bulls all the time until i go to bed i am going after my goals because that's more important than how i feel maybe you have been living under so much stress all the time until your body simply said i'm done you know i'm exhausted the batteries are empty you are giving more out than you're giving back to yourself there is nothing left or maybe as simple as you're off track living like this living completely out of balance this is not an option so whatever it is your subconscious warns you with the physical reaction of literally passing out which stops you in the tracks and now also with the anxiety and mind racing now in your case like in many cases this may be also caused by the inner conflict between two very opposing parts of you one part of you right now says stop don't work so hard don't push yourself so much stay at home you are damaging your health you are not living the life that brings you joy or anything like that so there may be a part that says avoid to go back to how you were running your life and there may be another part of you that says no oh my god i'm losing traction i'm not getting the promotion i'm not reaching my goals i will not be uh, you know any more accepted or i'm not uh, really uh, you know at the level i'm supposed to be and and so that part of you says get back on the horse and keep on going so you may be really dealing with your mind racing with thoughts that argue both points and you have to find a way to bring peace to yourself you have to find a way 
to discuss with these inner parts. One being your maybe uh, you know your protector who says you know I'm your bodyguard. I'm gonna make sure that you don't harm yourself. And the other one is your slave driver. Maybe also the inner critic and the judge that just keeps kicking you and saying keep on going. You're lazy. And those two parts of you need someone to lead them. Now, that is what I call conscious-subconscious collaboration, where you consciously are aware of the challenges and at times dysfunctions on a subconscious level. And then you are basically with your conscious mind helping your subconscious to figure it out. With your conscious mind, you are resolving that issue. And there is another process that for all the listeners, you can find in the book, you can find in the CD set, but it's also for free, downloadable on the website, thefearandanxietysolution.com. It's a reintegration process. You can also find it under empowerment tools. It's a fabulous process because it really makes you understand who is causing trouble here, who is maybe at the source of my self-sabotaging patterns, who is the face of my anxiety. And if you see those two parts of you, just like, you know, pulling into opposite directions and you go through the steps and you understand that they are not that different and they actually want the same for you then you can also find that both of those parts of you have more to offer than they did in the past. And this is something really, really fascinating. Often I hear people saying that after overcoming resolving, uh, overcoming and resolving anxiety, they feel more empowered. They feel more loving themselves. They feel more connected to themselves. And they feel they have access to their true potential. And this is part of it. If you are understanding, for example, your inner conflict and you can see that each part has more potential to offer, that is why anxiety and fear are ultimately a sign of untapped potential that is ready for you to be unleashed. So thank you for that question. Now, another question was, can I die from a panic attack? Now, haven't we all who had panic attacks felt exactly the same ways. I mean, how many people go into the hospital with panic attacks thinking they have a heart attack? Because it feels like it. You breathe fast, your chest is tight, your heart is pounding, you're thinking you're gonna pass out. Now, then the doctor says, oh, everything is fine. You just had a panic attack. It's almost like an insult, right? You almost feel like, oh, you don't take me serious. Now you're making fun of me. But it's good news, right? Because who wants to have a heart attack just to be right? So panic attacks feel like it, but they don't do it. So panic attacks don't lead to heart attacks usually. They don't really create any immediate emotional, uh, physical challenge. They are just an emotional challenge. Now, when you do have panic attacks, the next step that people often have is the fear of the next one. So they are sitting there and waiting already for that next attack. They're with friends in a restaurant, but they cannot really enjoy themselves because they're afraid of, oh my God, what's gonna happen? Or they are driving down the road and they wonder, what if I get a panic attack while I'm on the interstate and how will I get off it and what can I do? So panic attacks really can keep you imprisoned 
and make your life smaller and smaller. Now again, panic attacks are not the problem. The problem is simply what's underneath them. Panic attacks are the symptom. Now they are a very intense symptom. Just like chronic pain because of anxiety is a pretty intense symptom, but it's not the real issue. The real issue is the anxiety and what causes the anxiety in the first place. Now, many people that have panic attacks realize that they also had anxiety for a long time, but they were really good in being in denial about it. They just didn't want to have it. They didn't want to look at it. So the anxiety was building, building, building like a pressure cooker, more and more, you know, collecting of this emotional charge. And then at some point it just explodes simply because it's too much. And so that's what really panic attacks do. They are an overload of anxiety. And so what you need to look is not at how can I avoid the next panic attack? What you need to look at what was causing the anxiety in the first place and what is it what I need to address? Again, am I maybe in a pattern that has been just driving me and how I approached life, but which ultimately was fueled by anxiety? And that can be a pattern of the achiever, can be a pattern of the one that is always the chameleon and wants to blend in and is afraid of standing out, can be the pattern of the one that is the pleaser and tries to make sure that everyone is fine or the pattern of the one that always feels like I have to be in charge. I need to micromanage my life. I have to be the one who knows everything and controls everything. Very exhausting. But if you are having one of those patterns, chances are that it's driven by anxiety, but you don't really notice it because you feel like you can manage. Through those compensatory patterns, you feel like I'm okay until you're not. So look at what is actually underneath that. And to do that, I always recommend people to go back and remember when they felt that kind of pattern and that anxiety with it the first time, where it may have come from, what events may have caused it, where they may have picked it up, and then write down the thoughts that happen as you feel this anxiety pattern you know, coming up when you feel like, okay, I'm about here to overdo it or to please or to be too vigilant. What thoughts do I have? Write them down and then just do this for a few days and you will see that those thoughts not only repeat themselves, but they will point squarely at a core limiting belief, a limiting belief about you or the world you're in that you can, once you know it, replace with something much more empowering than that. And I can help you to do that. Now, I told Justin before that it's amazing how fast a show always goes by. It's a little bit like cooking, you know, you cook a three course menu and you spend uh, quite a lot of time and then it's over. And that's how I feel about the radio show. But I feel happy that once again, I could share with you that what is my passion and my purpose thank you for listening reach out if you need help and take good care of yourself goodbye you've been listening to empowerment radio with dr friedemann schaub join dr friedemann the first and third wednesday each month at 11 a.m pacific 
as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit the fearandanxietysolution.com.